welcome to Rise of Purpose podcast. My name is David Rochelle III, and I am your host. I'm excited today to bring to you our topic of discussion, relationships. How being in the right relationship impacts every area of your life. Now, in order to effectively bring this to you, just like I always do with my podcast, I bring in an industry expert. So today, my industry expert is Amber Lee. Amber Lee is the CEO of Select Date Society. She is a luxury matchmaker with over 20 years of celebrated expertise in curating meaningful connections. Amber has also mastered the art and science of love and is responsible for introducing 2,000 and more couples. She has been featured in Forbes magazine, New York Post, and the Wall Street Journal, and many, many more. Amber, welcome to Rise of Purpose. How are you? Hey, David. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. You know, just living a life, living a life, sort of, you know, during this pandemic. So I'm doing my best. (laughs) (laughs) We all are. Yes, we are. We are. So great, great, great. So you know what? I want to jump in with, you know, talking about, first and foremost, your company. I mean, select date society. I mean, this is, this is great. I mean, you're, you're essentially a matchmaker, love maker, you know? So, you know, tell us about your company and what you guys do. Yeah. So select date society is actually one of the leading matchmaking firms in the U S we have probably the most experienced team of matchmakers. So I've been doing this professionally for 23 years. Uh, Sandra Meyer is our president and co-founder for 26 years. And almost everybody on our team has an average of 15 to 20 years of experience. So we truly are relationship experts and we work with individuals who are really ready to focus on their love life. And so it's very different from the apps that you think of when it comes to dating. There's no swiping going on. There's no sifting through profiles. Our clients are at a point in their life where they have it together. Life is in order. Life is good. They truly want to find the right partner to share it with. And so essentially they've outsourced their love life to us. So how great is that? Like we do all the work and they get to reap the benefits. Hey, that sounds great to me. I mean, shoot, today, uh, I can only imagine how challenging it could be, especially during a pandemic and trying to meet the right person. So Amber, I mean, how, you know, how do you actually get involved or get started in the industry such as, you know, the dating industry that you're in? So it's really interesting the way that I started uh, way back in 1998 um, to date myself. I answered an ad in a newspaper uh, looking for a receptionist at a matchmaking um, company in Michigan where I grew up. And I immediately just fell in love to the point where I dropped out of college and said, oh, my gosh, I found my career um, since I finished my degree later on in life. But it's interesting because a lot of people who are new to the industry, they don't know where to start. They don't know like what resources are available. And there's actually a lot out there. There's a matchmaking institute in New York City. And I've been certified through the matchmaking institute. And they have a code of ethics. And they're really kind of the only like watchdog in the industry to make sure that people are, you know, doing right by their clients and really getting their clients what they paid for. And then every single year, they hold a global love conference. Actually, that's the last big trip I did before COVID. 
COVID hit in March of 2020, it was the first weekend of March, I went to New York City to that global love conference. And they have matchmakers from all over the world, like literally Europe and Asia, all over the US, um, both matchmakers and dating coaches that come together to really learn and network. And um, so we, we just constantly stay up on kind of what's going on, trends and dating, things that should be on our radar. Because as a matchmaker, one of the things that I do is really weed out um, the wrong people for my client. So essentially, like, I'm the barrier to say, like, hey, you're not even getting in front of this person. You're not right for them. And so it's really important for us to know what to look for, not only for what our clients are looking for, but also what we need to look out for to avoid. And so, for example, at the last um, conference, it may have been the last one or the one before, they brought in a former FBI profiler who taught us how to spot a narcissist. And boy, that's a really great tool to have in your toolkit. Well, so you, you definitely read my mind. I was about to ask, so with what you do, I think uh, the audience has to understand that there is a certain element of science and a certain level of art that goes into matchmaking. Absolutely. Yeah. I always tell people like it definitely takes a certain skill set, but it also takes a really healthy intuition. Sometimes my gut is just telling me to put two people together. I can't even quite explain why, um, even to the client, but I just say, hey, you've got to meet this person. I just have a really good feeling about it. And, and typically I'm right. Well, that's awesome. Awesome. So have you ever been in a scenario where as you you, you went through your entire process. And of course, I would love for you to explain that to our audience. And you just didn't feel like the process was exactly what it should be. But then all of a sudden, it's like you realize that the end result was, yes, the process works. And uh, despite what you may have felt, it worked out. And so, you know, you know, do you have any stories like similar to that where, you know, you're, you're figuring out like what's best for your client? Yeah. So typically what happens is I feel like I know what's best. And sometimes it takes the client a little time to catch up. Right. And so I have a really great couple who I absolutely adore, Rachel and Travis. And when I first introduced them, I think it, Travis was Rachel's like second or third introduction. And I said like, Hey, I have this really great guy for you. Here's X, Y, and Z, why I think it's a great fit. She met with him. Now I'll tell you, Rachel is a doll. She is super bubbly, super outgoing, like she's like high energy. And Travis is a little more low key. He's got an engineer's brain. He's a little more reserved, but they were like the perfect balance for each other. I really could see it working. When she met with him, she she said to me like, you know, he's really cute. He's really great. But quite frankly, I think he's a little too dorky for me. And I was like, no way. Like this guy's great. He's perfect for you. She's like, no, I, I think I'm ready to move on. And so I matched her with one more person. When I called to get feedback on that, the next match, she said, well, actually, Travis kept calling me and kept pursuing me. He did all the right things, convinced me to go out with him again. And you were right. Like, I think I'm going to marry this guy. Um, and I've, and I've been checking in with them every few months. That was about a year ago. I think an engagement is going to happen like any week now. And they're super happy. They're super in love. And that's just an instance where I feel like I was on the right track, but I think in, in the client's head, sometimes they have an idea of what their ideal person looks like. Quite frankly, I think a lot of people are looking for somebody like them when we really should be looking for somebody who's almost like the opposite of us in some ways to really bring that balance to our life. Does that make wow. sense? 
it does make sense. So you, you, to a certain degree, you believe in these old saying that opposites attract? Yes. So the key is you have to have core values in mm-hmm. common. So absolutely. Like if you are totally opposite, one person's super outgoing, super social, the other person is more introverted. That's actually how my own relationship is. Micah's like super social, super outgoing. And then I am a little more introverted, a little more reserved, but we work well together because we really balance each other. But at the core, like we see the world very much through the same lens. We have the same core values. And I think that's what's important. So a lot of people are looking for some who's like them, like has all the same hobbies and interests and has the same personality traits. Um, And that's great. You may have things in common, but you really need enough opposites and enough differences to be able to, you know, there's like something about polarity in a relationship and just being polarized by somebody. And it can't be somebody who's just like you. Awesome. 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 So with your service that you provide in terms of uh, Select Date Society, Walk us through the process of, say, for instance, someone within the Rise of Purpose audience may be interested in becoming a client. So what is your process in terms of, you know, from A to Z? Yeah, so the first step would be to go to selectdatesociety.com uh, forward slash inquiry. You can go to our inquiry page and submit your information. Uh, Stephanie from our team will reach out to you. She's been in the industry for over 20 years, and she's really going to do a call to kind of pre-screen and make sure this is the right fit, that not only are you the right fit for us, but we're the right fit for you. So she'll find out a little bit about you and what you're looking for. And if it makes sense to move forward, then she'll schedule a call for you to meet with either myself or Sandra. And we do a pretty intense hour, hour and a half interview um, to really get to know you and what you're looking for. Um, I will tell you, we don't work with everyone. We, we are very picky about who we choose to work with. And that's simply because we're in it to win it. We do not like to be on the losing team. And so we'll tell you very honestly, if we feel like we can get you the results that you're looking for. If we can't, we'll tell you that too. And we'll certainly point you in the right direction. Awesome. 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 So Amber, what advice would you have for someone who is not quite ready to go to the lengths of, you know, reaching out to you and possibly, you know, uh, engaging with your service is still sort of, you know, proverbially kicking the can around. So, you know, what advice, dating advice would you give to them uh, in today's society? So a couple of things. Number one, smile. It's the simplest thing that you could do and it can get you such great results. And so obviously when you're on a date, you want to smile, you want to be engaging and, and seem like a fun person to be around, but you can practice this every single day, just making eye contact and smiling as you pass people. And as you meet people, the number one complaint I hear from both men and women when they're scrolling through dating apps and pictures is saying, oh, she's not smiling. You know, if somebody's not even smiling in their dating profile picture, you can't imagine yourself having like a great date and a great conversation with them. So it's the little things like that that seem to have the biggest impact on our dating life. Um, The other thing is you can't be afraid to put yourself out there. You have to tell everyone around you, you know, colleagues, friends, family, that you're single and you're open to being set up with somebody. You never know who is going to know somebody who could be absolutely perfect for you. But if you're not on their radar, they won't even think of it. So I would say those are the two biggest things you could do. Just smile and just put the word out and list the people around you to play matchmaker for you. Awesome. 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 So 
you know, Amber, in, in talking about matching and, of course, you know, your service and dating apps and things of that sort, uh, when you take a look at, re- you know, relationships in itself, and, you know, we, we definitely want to dive into this as far as how your relate the right relationship can affect other areas of your life. So, you know, I know, you know, I, I listen to the inflection in your voice when you talk about Mike, and it sounds like you're in the right relationship. So, you know, how has that affected other areas of your life? Yeah, uh, relationships impact everything. So I will tell you, like a lot of people, I spent my 20s in not so great relationships, trying to figure it out. And and things didn't go well for me in business or in you know, other areas of my life either. I really feel like, so Mike and I have been together for 11 years. And I really feel like when you have that partner, that person that really does push you to be the best version of you, it makes all the difference. Suddenly your business is going better. You have great friendships and people around you can feel like the love and the connection that you all have. And so you can foster great friendships and relationships with other couples. Um, Statistically, married people live longer than single people. And actually just, I think in 2017 or 2019, somewhere around there, there was another Harvard study that followed up on an older study that shows that that gap is even growing. Like married people live longer for sure than single people um, disproportionately. And then also, so for myself, like um, I had a really big health scare last year in 2020, I had a sudden cardiac arrest. I was driving, um, my heart literally stopped. I was behind the wheel, foot on the gas. I drove into a brick house. Um, Mike had to pull me out of the vehicle. Thankfully him and the rest of our family that were in the car were okay. And they were able to restart my heart with a defibrillator. Um, But studies actually show that married people survive heart attacks and cardiovascular disease, um, like strokes and any kind of heart condition at a much higher level than single people. And so if you're divorced, if you're widowed, you have nearly double the risk of actually dying in those situations. And I can tell you just from my own experience, like, I don't know how I would have made that through, made it through that time without Mike, because it was a big recovery process. You know, I had to go through a surgeries to repair you know, broken, I don't know what my liver and spleen had stuff going on. I was in a ventilator for days. I had a defibrillator put in, like, it was a really scary time. I cannot imagine like not having the love of my life to help pull me through that. And I I really do believe that that's what got me back on my feet so quickly is just having the right support system. That is awesome. 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 So, you know, in in listening to you talk about um, your relationship with Mike, um, Knowing the process that you go through in terms of matchmaking, um, can you see, can you look back on in time and see how maybe some of the techniques that you've learned over the last, what, 20 years have uh, factored into finding the right relationship? Yeah, absolutely. Starting with the moment that we met. So we met in a grocery store um, in Baltimore. We were both living there at the time. And I saw him, he didn't see me. And um, initially I walked out of the store. I literally had this weird feeling overcome me as soon as I walked out, like, you know, my gut, my intuition that I use for my clients, but it was happening to me where I was like, you're meant to know this guy. Um, I know that sounds really woo woo, but I'm a matchmaker, right? And so I turned back <laughs> around, went into the store and found him and introduced myself um, and the rest is history. And so I think I've learned just to trust my gut 
gut, when your gut's telling you something, you really have to tune in and listen and follow that. Um, and then also just, you know, like if you looked at us on paper, we probably wouldn't have chosen each other um, for a mm. variety of reasons. But knowing that sometimes on paper, everybody doesn't match up to the laundry list you have in your head of what you need in a partner, but just letting things develop naturally. Um, I also think that, you know, there's something to be said, don't get me wrong, Mike is super handsome and we have a ton of chemistry, but there's something to be said about like building the solid friendship with somebody and really truly enjoying each other and laughing together. Um, I think a lot of people are so hung up on the physical appearance, like they want to like have this hot and heavy romance and that's great and it'll probably last about three months and then it fizzles out. I think you really have to look for the right things, things that you can build on that are going to last a lifetime. So, yeah, with that being said, uh, <laughs> you know, I chuckle about this, uh, but what would be your advice to our audience about slowing down? Because oh in today's society, I mean, it's just you could go so fast in the relationship and next thing you know, you have a two year old. So yes. what would be your advice for slowing down? Yeah, and that's so timely with these pandemic relationships. I think in 2020, people were feeling it. They were feeling lonely. They connected with somebody. And next thing you know, they're living together to ride out this pandemic together. Um, so two things about slowing down. Number one, it's okay to go, like, it's okay if you fall hard and you just give it your all and you say, okay, this is it. I'm going all in. These are the things I would I would slow down on. Like you just mentioned children and marriage. So it's okay if you think, okay, this is the one, like let's go at this super hard and heavy. Don't sign, don't sign a marriage license and don't have a baby in the first two years. You really need time to really feel good about the relationship. Um, so I'm not super old school. My mother would say, oh my gosh, you're moving in with somebody. You know, I'm not like that. Like I've had clients who are like, oh my gosh, we're in love. We're moving in together after three months not something I would advise, but it could work out. You just don't want to dive head in into marriage and children because that takes the relationship to a whole nother level. It just adds a layer of stress onto the relationship. And if you haven't built a solid foundation, you're not going to be able to withstand that stress and, you know, all the anxiety that it creates because it's a lot. Marriage is tough. Children are tough. Um, those are things that you have to have a solid foundation to be able to handle. Excellent advice. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I agree with you 100% in that. Wow, this has been great. So for those of you who may be joining us, uh, this is Amber Lee, the CEO of Select Date Society. She is a luxury matchmaker with over 20 years of celebrated expertise in curating meaningful connections. I'm so glad to have her today as we talk about relationships and their impact on every area of your life. And so we know how important relationships are, especially those uh, with those that we look at as our partners, our spouses, et cetera. So I definitely wanted to talk about this today and, you know, just give you some, you know, food for thought in, reg in regards to how you move with your relationships. Uh, it's important, as Amber say, to set a firm foundation. And I like the fact that, you know, the whole adage you know, opposites do attract and they can work out as long as the core values match up. So, you know, it's something that we don't generally think about in terms of matchmaking. And, you know, of course, there are plenty of apps out there. Uh, whereas if uh, you're, you're not in the market or you're not 
ready to take that ultimate step, but you're looking to, you know, get some quality dating in to kind of really feel out, you know, what you really want in someone. Uh, Amber, with that being said, with any uh, dating apps that are out there, do you find any of them to be of quality that um, you would even recommend? You know, I don't know if I I would recommend a certain app. I think they all, I I think they all have their purpose. So dating apps, if you're on a dating app and you're a great person, you have to realize like statistically, there's other great people on there, right? You're not the only great person on there. So you can find your person on a dating app 100%. I know I've had a lot of clients in the past that have used um, Bumble, Hinge is another one. Um, So they kind of all have their little, like their, there's a hot streak for a while. Like at first it was Tinder and then it was Bumble. Like, so they all go through kind of being more popular. I would say whatever is popular at the time is probably where you're going to find the most people. The only thing with dating apps is you have to be committed to doing the work. It takes a lot of work to sift through, really weed people out, look at the good potentials, respond in a timely matter. We live in this world where people want instant gratification. And so if you're not going to respond to messages within, you know, an hour, they're probably already on to the next person. And so if you're in the dating app um, world, you have to approach it with a a strategy that makes sense. And your strategy has to be, you've got the app on your phone, you've got the alerts going off. When somebody who looks great reaches out to you, you better reply. You can't be one of those rules girls playing games, waiting three days because he's already moved on to the next one. Like you have to go at it at a way that makes sense and works for the apps. Oh, that is so funny. I'm I'm over here cracking up because uh, yeah, uh, I I have personally experienced that. Whereas, uh, yeah, you didn't respond to my you know message. Uh, I, I forgot what the time frame was. Forgive me, Anna, but it was almost like I was on a a, a timer, yeah. and that if I didn't respond within that certain time period, yeah, she would have moved on. So yeah, I, I totally get it in that aspect. And one thing that I, I do like, as far as what you said, Amber, is you know these these are dating apps. You know this is strictly for you. You know dating. Um, you know, and of course sometimes you'll have the end result of a relationship. But I look at what your organization does and what these dating apps are kind of geared towards. Uh, you guys really take your time, and as you mentioned, you don't always take on everyone, but you're in the business of actually creating relationships. Absolutely. And you know, that's a whole nother level. And, you know, I can appreciate what you guys do, your due diligence, the science and the, you know, intuition that you bring to the table as far as bringing uh, couples together that, you know, are looking for relationships. Uh, You you have quite a few people out there that have, you know, no intentions of actually creating a relationship. They just want to date. And I think it's uh, at a point where in society, you have to be totally upfront and honest with your intentions. Yeah. And I'll tell you, like, if somebody is looking to just date for the sake of dating, Mm -hmm. we definitely weed them out. We say, hey, you're just not our person. Um, You know, we'll give them some advice as far as dating work with, but we only work with relationship minded individuals. That is awesome. 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 So Amber, I definitely appreciate you coming on and sharing your expertise with us. Is there anything particularly that you would like to leave with our audience today?
Amber. Can you hear me now? Yep, I can hear you now. Okay, awesome. So I would say if you have a goal, something you want to achieve, go after it now. So last year when I had that sudden cardiac arrest, um, it was a huge wake up call. Life is short, right? Like if you want to find love, if you want to start a new career, if you want to go back to school, whatever it is you want to do, go after it today because tomorrow is not promised. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So Amber, last thing before we wrap up this show, uh, if someone wanted to get in contact with you, all right, what would be your preferred method of them reaching out to you? Yeah, so you can go to our website, selectdatesociety.com. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. All of those accounts are at Select Date Society. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So Amber, once again, thank you for joining us today. Once again, my name is David Rochelle III, your host for Rise of Purpose where we engage, educate, and empower you to know better, do better, and be better. Until next time, continue to rise.